0: Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time for another episode of Bad Language. Yes, indeedy, my friends. We are getting closer and closer and closer to the regular season, and it is feeling good. But for the meantime, you get more bad. And that's me, Brian Anthony Davis. And I am so glad to be here with you, as always, as I am every single Monday afternoon, at noon, after... Jeff Hartman, and Let's Ride. And before the Steelers hangover with myself, Shannon White, and Tony Defeo, I am not going to be on this week. We will have a special guest, and it is going to be Kyle Christ, along with Tony and Shannon. Kyle, as you know, is from what Ian's talking about. If you didn't get to check out the great stuff over the weekend, we had a great episode of We Run the North, and it was with Kevin Tate. Also, there was a touchdown under a Steelers power half hour. Good stuff from Joe Frost and Chris Pugh. And not to mention those guys from down under, Matty P, Matt Peverell, and Marky D. That's Mark Davison as well. Great stuff. And if there's any of the 19 original shows that you want to check out every week, well, there was more with breaking news this week as well with the Accra news. But really. All you've got to do is check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, wherever you download your favorite podcast. You are going to find the archives, and you can find old episodes. If you want to check it out, you can do so. It is that much fun. Make sure you check up on old stat geeks, old from the cutting room floors, old let's rides, and even old previews with myself, Jeff Hartman, and Dave Schofield. With that being said, let's get to some bad language. And yes, I mentioned AcraSure, and there's a lot of acrimony surrounding that name. That's not the topic of the show this week, but you know, I am not doing my job on bad language if I don't tell you what I think about it. Man, everybody is gripping over a name. I don't care. I don't care if they play in butt crack Stadium does not matter to me as long as the product on the field is excellent. And year after year after year, it has been excellent since 1972. So we have had 50 years of great football. Now, there's a couple in between, but you could count on bad, excuse me, on one hand, well, maybe two hands, the bad seasons. There were not many of them. And that's what you just don't know. Look, years ago, when Heinz got this deal, it was a sweetheart deal. It was a cute deal. 57. Heinz, 57. They paid $57 million for 20 years. They ended up having the name for 21. So I don't know what all they paid for that extra season. Probably not much. It was probably, you know, prorated, you know, whatever the average, a little over like 1.8 million a year. Now they're getting 15 million a year for one fifty. Where does all that money go? Well, the Pittsburgh exhibition authority takes care of a lot of that, but I, I don't know what the Roonies get out of it. I don't care. As long as there's money coming in, that's all that matters. A name's a name. You're not there. It doesn't matter what stadium you're sitting in doesn't matter what stadium you're watching from home. All's it matters is what the black and gold are doing in that stadium. And all it matters is that there's significant games in January that that team is playing and hopefully in Akershire stadium. So I am down with the AK. I have no problem with it. Those guys ponied up the money. And, you know, Heinz makes so much more. They're a much bigger company. They're not even a Pittsburgh company anymore. They're a Chicago company. But it doesn't matter. You're still probably going to see those ketchup bottles. There's going to be a Heinz red zone. So the stadium, that name doesn't matter. And for everybody that is looking for a silver lining, what they should have done, you know, bat. They should have just said Rooney Field. Rooney field at Acreshire, like they do in Denver. What, I mean, I don't even know what it is in Denver now, but Hey, in Denver, they've got mile high at Invesco or Invesco at mile high stadium. Well, guess what? When you go to Denver, Hey, you go to mile high to see the Broncos lose to the Steelers. You know, that's what it is. They just say mile high. So if it was AcreSure at Rooney Field or AcreSure at Three Rivers, you'd be calling it Three Rivers. You'd be calling it Rooney. You would not be getting what you were paying for if you were AcreSure. So you can't do that. I mean, it's cute in theory. But what's in a name? Absolutely nothing. What's in a uniform? That's what counts. So... The national media has jumped on this as well, and they don't really care about the name, but they're jumping on the fact that Ben Roethlisberger is gone. There was a bad offensive line last year. There's a lot of turnover on this team. Stefan Tuitt retired. They're on all of that. And I have seen projections of this team being 4-13. and 13. I have seen projections of this team being in 10th place in the entire division, not to, well, they can't be in the division, in the entire conference. I've seen this team being worse in the entire conference. I've seen them getting the 10th overall draft pick. You know, that's a lot of pessimism. The national media does not know what we know. And that's something we are going to talk about here. But first, before we do, we have a new feature, you know, from time to time. We go across the pond and talk to Owen, good old Britsburg Owen. We will be hearing from him again on this show, but we're going to go down to somebody new that has been popping up on BTSC broadcasts. And he first surfaced in a video from Heinz Field. Yes, it was Heinz Field at the time with the Scobros. It was the Scobro Roadshow and Daniel J who you knew before as Solarverse Daniel J from the state of the Steelers started his own podcast and he's doing well and we're going to go deep into the heart of Texas and we are going to hear what Daniel J has to say about the state of the Steelers. Daniel, take it away, my friend.
1: Thank you bad. And thank you for allowing me to take part in your cast and giving me an opportunity to give my opinion to the behind the steel curtain faithful. I'm Daniel J. You may know me as state of the Steelers or, uh, See me on YouTube Steelers channels or or whatnot and and see me as a Steelers personality person or what. But really, guys, I'm just a fan, just like everyone listening. I'm a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers who have created a standard of excellence and consistent play that has resulted in what I call above the line fans. What do I mean by that? When a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers routinely perform and exhibit winning football, naturally the fan base begin to invest in that team and become somewhat of an amateur expert. That's why we cringe when we hear announcers call out the wrong players during the game or when a so-called expert has an awful take like the Steelers will be drafting the top 10 just because we lost the franchise quarterback without taking any context of the situation where, yeah, I get it. We lost a franchise quarterback who had been a staple point for the Steelers offense for almost two decades. However, father time wins all battles, y'all. And at the end of Ben Roethlisberger's career, it was clear he was not the franchise quarterback of old. He was not the scramble around, pump fake 11 people on the on the defense 68,000 fans and the camera guy. And by the time the cameraman realized he had the ball and went back to Ben Roethlisberger, Ben had already found a wide receiver. You know, when he wasn't pump and he was throwing off defenders, scrambling for what seemed like forever, and then finding an open receiver down the field, you know, Ben Roethlisberger's ability took a step back, not just in 2021, but you know, in the, the year before as well. And with that said, the Steelers fan base understands that they saw that they, they know, we know that father time wins all battles. We also understand as a fan base that a seasoned Mitch Trubisky or a rookie Kenny Pickett probably won't be Ben Roethlisberger at the highest of his Hall of Fame career. But they could be better than an aging Ben Roethlisberger who led the Pittsburgh Steelers to the playoffs last year. And we're only half a game from clinching the north. Going into last year, the Pittsburgh Steelers had the toughest strength to schedule. This year, the Steelers have the third weakest weakest schedule based on the uh, opponent's uh, you know, win record last year. The Steelers fans understand understand this and see a playoff push, not because we wear black and gold goggles, because the Steelers fans are invested in their team. That brings knowledge. Mainstream media is more about hot takes and click baits to get views. And and to do so will spill out hypocrisy like crazy. Don't forget, the experts will praise the Bengals for having a young offense and key players on rookie contracts. And and while Mahomes was participating in Super Bowls, the experts couldn't express more how important it was to have a young successful quarterback on a rookie contract. But when the Pittsburgh Steelers do it, they are ridiculed and called out for having spent the least amount of money on offense. And at the same time, having the most expensive defense, the Steelers fan base see this. And I hope I can speak for the Steelers fan base. When I say, I love that the Pittsburgh Steelers are being overlooked and flying under the radar. It will be a shock to the world when the Pittsburgh Steelers go into Paul Brown stadium and beat down the Cincinnati Bengals on week one. But you know who won't be surprised? You, the black and gold faithful. That's all I have for you guys today. I'm Daniel J. That's my State of the Steelers fan base. Back to you, bad. Thank you, Daniel.
0: Excellent stuff. We absolutely appreciate it. And welcome to BTSC. And we'll be hearing from you again and other correspondents as we keep on going through with some bad language. Yeah, you don't want to hear me for 30 minutes straight. Some of you maybe do. Some of you are ready to hear it. So bad. What was that you saying? Steelers aren't going to be any good. National media says they're not going to be any good. What does the national media know? But bad. You know what the national media knows. They get paid the big bucks because they have paid their dues. They're good. You know that bad. I don't know what Ian's are talking about. I don't know what you're thinking. Saying that the national media doesn't know. Well, they're not in... this backyard. Look, we're here at BTSC. We're fans and we know it, but we study this team every day. And if you're listening to this show in July, you study this team every single day. And you know all about this team. When Daniel Archibung retired last week, if you're an amazing fan who just is on the pulse has the finger on the pulse every single day, then you know who Daniel Archibong is. Now, you're not a bad fan if you don't know who this guy is. But I'm just saying that there's some people that really study it, and the national media can't do that. They just see a name, they mention it, oh, the Steelers had a guy retire. They don't know who he was, what his worth to the team was. We didn't see much action out of Daniel Archibong, and it doesn't matter. All all's that matters is the fact that we know who he is. Steelers fans knew who Duck Hodges was if you checked out BTSC back in 2019, because we had nothing to talk about. And Daniel, Daniel, excuse me, not Daniel, Duck Hodges comes on the scene and he has to be in, in week five. Ben's already gone. Josh Dobbs was traded away. Mason Rudolph gets his block knocked off in the Ravens game. And guess who almost saves the day? Devlin Hodges. In fact, he would have saved the day. They would have won that game in overtime hadn't Juju Smith-Schuster been absolutely crushed and fumbled the ball. And man, I, I don't fault him for that. He just got destroyed on that play. But nonetheless, it happened. And they didn't get that win. He faded down the line, but that just shows what Mike Tomlin can do for you. What a great season he had. But the reason I'm bringing up Duck Hodges is we were talking about him. And during that Ravens game, I had a buddy who's a Broncos fan. He actually gave me that mile high anecdote earlier. And he texts me and says, what is a Devlin Hodges? And that's the way he put it. Because nobody knows who this guy is at the time. At the end, there's duck shirts. <laughs> I was a, one of those guys that bought a duck jersey. It was cheapy off of the boat from China, but you know, I, I bought one. It was a novelty, and I, I like novelties. I like stuff that not a lot of people have. I only paid 20 bucks for it, so relax. It wasn't a big deal. I will I will buy a Chris Olo Ducone jersey if I can, if I could pronounce his name, right, in which I obviously didn't there. But what I'm saying, the national media had a jump on the Duck Hodges bandwagon. They had to talk about the duck calling. They had to do all that. We were already doing it. Other media outlets were already doing it because we knew who he was. And when they cut him, And or did not protect him on the 53-man roster, people were mad. The people that knew were mad. They ended up getting him back, and the rest is history. Now, Duck, his last stop was as an Ottawa Red Hawk in the CFL, and he's no longer in the business. But all I'm saying is, if you're in the know, you know who he is. And most of the people in Western Pennsylvania or most of the diehard Steeler fans, no matter where you are, because of outlets such as BTSC can know who these people are, who these players are. And they know what's going on inside that organization that others just read it like it's the stock market. They follow fantasy football. They look at stats and they say, ah, these guys are no good because they don't have guys with great stats there's a lot more than stats and we all know that. We're going to talk more about this when we come back on the latest episode of Bad Language here in July on btsc That is behind oh, I, said, I, to be so
1: I ain't
0: the worst look man you've ever seen. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another what I hope is a riveting episode of Bad Language from BTSC. That's BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. My name is Brian Anthony Davis, hence the name Bad Language with all caps, because those are my initials. Man, it wasn't cool back in the 80s when I was in high school and Michael Jackson was singing bad and everybody made fun of me for it. Or my godfather used to call me bad and I would hate it because I was a kid. I was like eight, and he would called me bad, and I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm bad. You know, now it's like, hey, bad. Bad's cool now. You know, that's a cool nickname to have. You know, I was almost Sean. Sean Anthony Davis would have been bad, then it would have been sad. It wouldn't have been bad, but it would have been bad. You get it. I digress. Let's get back into it. The Steelers and the national media versus the Steelers and the local media. Now, I'm in Maryland, but I would consider us local. We're BTSC because we follow the Steelers. We have dudes in Pittsburgh. We have dudes in Australia. We have dudes in Los Angeles. We have a guy in Michigan or Ohio or wherever Andrew Wilbar is hanging out these days. We've got a dude in North Carolina. We've got these guys all over. You just heard somebody from Texas. You've heard Owen from Britain. You've heard these people from different places. I've got a few of us in Maryland. Then Jeffrey and and Tony, they're hanging out in the Berg. If you are in Crafton, go find my man Tony D. More famous than Bill Cower in Crafton is Tony Defio. Just just thought I'd tell you. If you didn't know, oh, you didn't know. So let's do this. Let's figure this all out. Why am I so optimistic about the Steelers? Are they going to win the Super Bowl? I'm not saying that. Man, but I'll know that I believed that they have the ability to do it. I like the idea of Mitch Trubisky. I like the idea that the national media is putting chips on the shoulders of all these guys, especially a guy like Mitch Trubisky. You don't think Mitch has a chip. You don't think Mitch has a chip on his chip? And the reason I'm saying that is, yeah, the Steelers went out and drafted Kenny Pickett. So all of a sudden the national media is saying, oh, they don't believe in Mitch Trubisky. They just paid him all this money and they don't believe in him. They had to bring in the the rookie. And then, oh, Kenny Pickett dropped to 20. He's the lowest-picked quarterback since the year 2000 and Chad Pennington. Wow, bad year for quarterbacks. Yeah, okay, yeah, it wasn't a great year for quarterbacks. Oh, the Steelers could have gotten Kenny Pickett later in the third round. You know why? Because Malik Willis went in the third round. Or Desmond Ritter went in the second round. They could have waited. No, you don't wait. Someone else is going to take him. He was going to be the first pick in the draft as far as quarterbacks go. We saw the Malik train losing steam at the end. Doesn't mean Malik Willis is going to be a bad quarterback because he went in the third round. It's just the way the chips fell this year. Next year, I think the quarterback class is going to be bigger. Teams had different needs at the top some of these teams were not looking for a quarterback right away either. When you have that many go in the first round like they did last year and the year before, some teams aren't looking for QBs. And some already have established QBs. But that doesn't mean you don't believe in Mitch Trubisky because you pick Kenny Pickett. But that's what the national media is trying to tell you. And the reason they're trying to tell you this is simple. Because controversy gets clicks. Look, we're not going to bait you with clicks or bait you for clicks. We don't care. We're going to get it right. One thing, and I've mentioned this before, you know, one thing that Jeff Hartman and Dave Schofield as the editors of this site do better than anybody. They make sure that there's a second source or a very reliable source before they go and tweet it out and get the article up there. They very rarely. And, and it is, I mean, you, you could count on two fingers, probably the times that I've seen them retract something. And that too might be a, a lot. I might be wrong on that. They don't retract because they get it right. While others are going to be quick to get it out there. They're not going to do that, but they still get it out faster than anybody. Cause they're good. And they stay on top of it. But all I'm saying is think about this Mitch Trubisky has a two year deal. And if Mitch Trubisky's great and you've got Kenny Pickett, that's rich guy problems. That's lucky guy problems. You end up having, you end up going out and finding a new girl or a new dude, and then something happens, your other one comes back with a change of heart after they dumped you, or they come back with a facelift or whatever. That sounds so cold and insensitive, but you know what I'm talking about. I'm just having fun with this. But if you've got two of something good, that's better than four of mediocre. And then you go with a hot hand, you go, what's right. They, you make the tough decision later, but you don't want to make the decision. All right, I've got two duds and I've got to go find something. We've made mistakes on the free agent and on the draft end. That's what you don't want. You want Kenny to be good. You want Mitch to be good and the best get the snaps. Sure. There's a potential that you wasted that number one pick, but if he's good too, then you make a decision. You trade one of them if you can, but that's the thing. That's the thing that they don't know. They just look at it in black and white and that's the national media. And we look at it in black and gold because we know what this team does year after year. We know that Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season and we know how Mike Tomlin motivates this team more than anybody. He could have a losing season this year, and if he does, well, it'll be a first, and people here will be up in arms, and they'll be mad, but I'm optimistic because I know what they can do. Matt Canada's offense was awful last year, bad. Matt Canada's offense was bad that the national media will say that too. Matt Canada's offense didn't have a chance to get off the ground with Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger made some concessions and and kudos to him for doing that. He met Matt Canada halfway. But Matt Canada's offense needs the players to be all the way in. They need a younger quarterback than a 39-year-old quarterback. Do I believe that Ben would have come back this year? Absolutely, he would have been back. If it was on Ben's idea. Does that make sense? If it's Ben's decision, yeah. Ben's back. This wasn't Ben's decision, just like it wasn't Troy Palomala's decision, just like it wasn't Heinz Ward's decision. It was the decision of businessmen. And businessmen have to make that decision. I'm switching sports here real quick. If you're a fan of the Pens, they just gave a six-year contract to a 35-year-old defenseman, Chris Letang. And a lot of people are looking back, oh, remember the 1990s Celtics with Bird, Parrish, and oh my gosh, Kevin McHale. That's his name, Kevin McHale. They, they kept those guys way too long. They, they, but they, that's what fans will say. That's what the national media will say, but they thought they had something in those guys. The pens are keeping this guy. Cause 35 year old had the best statistical year that he's ever had at age 35 in 21, 22. So that's why they did it. So when the Steelers make decisions, You know, they're calculated, but the national media will tell you that that was the worst offensive line in football last year. I'll tell you that. I have no problem saying that, but what about the upgrades they made? Yeah. A young James Daniels who, (laughs) who my good friend, Joey. Christopoulos from Believe in Bears said, Bad, you got a good one. This guy's young. You should be excited about him. You should be excited about guys like Pat Fryermuth because of guys like Mr. Trubisky." That's what a Bears guy said. You got some good players. Also got Mason Cole in there. Which means you move Kendrick Green to guard to battle Kevin Dotson. Bad they paid way too much money for Chuk's Accor for it. Yeah. I kind of thought they did too, but you can't get rid of everybody. Everybody thinks you get rid of everybody that you think is sucks in subpar. But you've got to have players. You've got to have 53 men to fill out that roster. And a guy like Chukes has not been horrendous for this team. He hasn't been god awful. He's been average. But that doesn't matter. You don't have a lot of holdovers from the worst line in the league. Because remember, you had John Leglue at the end. John Leglue's back. Maybe he's going to be a backup. But Kevin Dotson didn't play a lot last year. Kevin Dotson was hurt a lot last year. What if you have a healthy Kevin Dotson? You know, you have James Daniels in there. You have a r- guy that was a rookie last year that held his own. Now, national media, pro football focus, will tell you he had terrible grades, but he held his own against Miles Garrett. He kept Ben Roethlisberger alive. Ben Roethlisberger wasn't out because of injury last year. He was out because of COVID for one game. The national media will tell you all these things because they'll look on paper and that's what they do. The game is not paid off. Played on paper. The game is paid with paper, but it's not played on paper. And that is why I'm optimistic about the Pittsburgh Steelers. The national media can stick it. They're going to say what they're going to say because it seems fashionable to go with the consensus because there's too many unknowns in Pittsburgh. Well, look at the other teams in the division. Are you going to bet on Cleveland this year? I'm not. Are you going to bet on Baltimore? My gosh, I'm not. Baltimore could be good, but I'm not betting on them because that quarterback play has not been spectacular as of late. He's been hurt. Now, Lamar Jackson, you know, well, this guy stay with the Ravens. You don't know. And Cincinnati, Cincinnati does look like a favorite. I will make them a favorite. But Pittsburgh, for the national media that all has them having a losing season, I call bull. You could be ignorant in different locales all over the country. But the ones that follow the black and gold, no. And the ones that follow the black and gold are optimistic because they see what's going on. And they see something building. Do I envision them handing around the sticky Lombardi? I envision it. I don't think it's going to happen, but I think they're making steps forward towards that. And that's all that counts. This is behind the steel curtain. This has been another episode of Bad Language. My name is Brian Anthony Davis, and I ain't apologizing for nothing.